Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great King, this Savior, our Messiah Jesus, King, Lord, God, the Son, the only begotten Son of God. He told us to watch, therefore, and be ready. He's coming for us in the clouds any moment. Are you one of his followers, and are you preparing every day for his coming? Are you looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the clouds for his people? Now, my name is Dove Schwartz. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming the Watch Therefore message that we find in, in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. If it's repeated that often, it must be important. And I have a special Watch Therefore program for you today. First, though, a word of prayer. A word of prayer. <clears throat> oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for sending us such a good Savior the first time. And we thank you that you're sending him a second time in the clouds for his bride. That's us, we who believe in Messiah Jesus. Now, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, I, press, I pray you would bless every listener today. I pray that you would touch this message, this Watch Therefore message, this special missions episode of Watch Therefore, and please put upon the hearts of your people all that you have for us in your word and in this program. We thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I uh, have a, a special program that pertains to a mission trip we're getting ready to go to in Uganda. I have been to about nine African countries, very specifically, actually, nine African countries. And let me see off the top of my head if I can name them. Here we go. Ethiopia, Kenya, Rwanda, the DR Congo, Burundi, Senegal, Burkina Faso, Ghana. Oh, there's one more. Oh, Uganda. Uh, so uh, this is a very exciting opportunity. Why? Well, let me just share a little story with you. I, I, uh, our team that was going to Kenya one time, we met a young lady. She was going back to help her father with his work there in Kenya. He was from Texas and had moved to Kenya, and she would go back and forth to help there uh, in the work. And so we, we met this pastor from Texas who had moved to uh, Kenya, and he was there uh, with, with his daughter when she came. She introduced us to him. And, and we said, as we were talking with him, well, what made you want to move? I mean, we're, we're glad to get to go on a short-term trip here. But what, what made you want to move from Texas to Kenya? And he said, oh, it's real simple. He had that real cool Texas accent. He said, it's real simple. He said, I give a gospel tract to someone in Houston, and they throw it on the ground. I give one to someone in Kenya, and they fight over who gets to read it next. And I moved. You see, what the Lord was doing in America 100, 150 years ago, and, and there were different times in America's history where the, these like revivals, where there's this hunger for the Lord sweeping regions of the nation. Uh, sadly, not so much today. No, no, no. No, the, the opportunities that, um, that America had, quite like England. England, the same way, had these times of great moves of the Spirit of God and, and across different parts of Europe. But now Europe is, is by and large an ungodly continent. And, and, and America is following it, frankly. Yet in Africa, oh, 
Sub-Saharan Africa, there are parts of Africa that are on fire for Messiah Jesus. They preach Jesus on what would be normally secular television. They, they uh, you try that in America and look what happens. Uh, they are excited about the gospel. And when you come from, uh, from America or, or like I'm coming from Israel to preach the gospel, and they're excited about Israel. They're excited about the second coming of Messiah Jesus. Um, we're we're going to be leading pastor's conferences there. When I say we, there's myself and a, another brother from Texas and a brother in the Lord from Israel who's coming with me. And they're, 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 they're getting ready. They're praying. They'll have, they'll have people sometimes two, three, four days praying and fasting together in a special building or a prayer room getting ready for our coming. No, it's like right out of the Bible. Yeah, they're excited. And, 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 and our Lord, he tells us that for those who are seeking him with all of their heart, he will be found by them. So there's a presence, there's a glory, there's an excitement about Messiah Jesus when we go to Africa. And so why are we going there? Well, there's many different reasons the Lord's calling us to Uganda. Uh, there's a special uh, refugee camp that I've spoken about on the program. I'm going to talk about it in a little while. And, and on that refugee camp, there's pastors. There are pastors from different regions on this refugee camp. I mean, it's huge. You can drive on this refugee camp for 30 minutes and still be on the refugee camp. There are refugees from many different African countries there, and they kind of stay in their own enclaves. But some of those pastors from different places will come for this pastor's conference. And then we have pastor's conferences out in a couple cities uh, in Uganda as well. And, and, and so these pastors need help. They, they need teaching. There's, there's a, a need for them to be strengthened in the word. And they're hungry for the gospel. They're hungry to hear the word of God taught to them that they can take the word to other people. Now, I got to tell you about these pastors. These pastors are, are not, and, and listen, praise the Lord for the blessings we have today. And, and praise the Lord for the opportunities we have today in, in many places in the world. For example, in America, uh, and I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, I have Greek study helps from the New Testament and, and Hebrew, all kinds of different Hebrew Bible programs that help me understand the word of God better. Most of them that we'll be going to, they don't, they don't have that kind of thing. Yeah, software on a computer that makes it simple to look up words and to study and it's easier. They, they don't have that kind of thing, um, by and large, where, where I'm going. Uh, also, uh, there are wonderful, nice church buildings with nice offices and things like that. Many times pastors have in the West. Oh, these guys, they'll meet... The places they would meet in, uh, people's dogs in America have a better place to stay in many cases. Yeah? And, and so there's times where the pastor's office is, is under a tree somewhere uh, or in a building that, like I said, people hang their tools up in in, in America. I'm not saying that to shame anyone in America. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that these are people who are in very difficult circumstances. They're helping raise orphans on this, on this uh, refugee camp, and, they, and they're living in conditions that are, are hard for us to imagine living in. We've seen them on television, but it's different when you go there in person. You experience this, and you say, oh, God, look at the hunger they have. And I had a pastor in the Congo tell me. Now, he, he was in the rape capital of the world, one of the most dangerous places in the world for many years. Hundreds of thousands of people have been murdered there. And in, in, in uh, strife, in ethnic strife and, and things like that, uh, much of it that spilled over from Rwanda. And, and this pastor had planted 125 churches in this region of danger and horror and trouble and bloodshed and rape. And, and he looked at me and he said, 
you you have come from a place that there's there's a lot of money and resources but as i understand it he said you you don't plant many churches over there he said we here we don't have anything but the lord helps us plant churches and i said you're absolutely right and we should want to help more we should take the resources we have and sow them in where church planting is going on because the bible says the gates of hell should not prevail against this faith in messiah jesus that is in the church right and so uh, the pastors that we're going to, they're not asking for money. They're just asking for lunch. What do you mean? Well, they're asking that at the pastor's conference we have for them, there's some of these pastors that are traveling from other places and they, they take buses or uh, ride bicycles or whatever. And, 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 and the, the pastor hosting it just said, could you get them, buy them lunch? So I said, yes, we'll do that. We'll do that. So we're praying for the Lord to raise up the resources for that. I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But I want to read a couple passages of Scripture from the book of Acts. And, and it says in Acts 14, 21, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Laconium and Antioch, verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. You see, that's what we want to do there. Like Paul and, and some of the uh, band of apostolic merry men that went out with the gospel, we want to follow their example. And we want to go and strengthen these brothers in the Lord who are serving in such authentic ways with the poor and the needy and the orphans and the widows. And we want to go to them. And we want to strengthen them and bless them. Yes? And so what we're saying to our listeners today is, if you bear witness with that and you want to help us, Help us buy the pastor's lunch. We're going to be uh, in one conference with about 100 pastors, another one with maybe 100, 150 pastors. Now, we've done much larger conferences, and we've done smaller conferences. But it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like um, $5 or so per lunch, what the equivalent of, of maybe, maybe $4 per pastor for lunch. Something like that is what we're trying to bring uh, to make sure we have enough food for all the pastors. And typically, oftentimes, they'll say, oh, this many will come, but more than that, come. They hear about it and they're excited. We don't want to turn people away because we don't have an, enough 4 or $5 lunches. So for those who hear this message and are hearing from the Holy Spirit and being prompted by Him, being led by Him to say, hey, I want to get on this. I, I'm not going to get on an airplane and go to Uganda. The Lord's not called me to that. Um, but you can give and you can pray, praying, giving, and going. Three real important components of missions. You can pray, you can give, and you can help with these pastors. Now, a couple uh, uh, instructions if you want to do that, go to pouredoutforthenations.com, pouredoutforthenations.com, P-O-U-R-E-D, pouredoutout4forthenations.com, or to our watchtherefore.tv website, watchtherefore.tv uh, and uh, again another passage it says here in Acts 15 32 now Judas and Silas themselves prophets also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words see that's what we're going to do we're going to come alongside these pastors who are doing such good work taking care of orphans preaching the gospel making disciples helping the hurting and the precious uh, that are forgotten by so many. Uh, another passage, uh, and he went through Syria and 
Cilicia, strengthening the churches. We're going to be going to many different churches, preaching the gospel, preaching the, the rapture and the second coming of Messiah Yeshua, uh, teaching about this uh, season of the day of the Lord, helping orphans and widows. And I'm going to talk about the orphans uh, now as well. I want to talk about the orphans. Uh, what is the character of, of our Father in heaven? I've told people this story. I'm going to tell it again, that I was walking across a parking lot in about 2005, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and it stopped me right in the middle of the parking lot, and he said to me, pure and undefiled religion goes to orphans, and you don't. I was convicted. I, I taught those verses. I, I knew they were true, but I wasn't doing it. And I just looked up in the sky with a very practical answer. I said this, but I don't know any orphans. Now the Lord began to introduce me to pastors who have orphans in Africa. You know, the Lord, he knows about 200, or 200 million orphans that are in the world today. And he wants us to be doing something about it. He wants us to be ministering. Well, you, you say, well, there's orphans right here in Texas or in America. Well, then what are you doing with them? Help them. If that's what the Lord's called you to do, the Lord's called me to minister in Africa. And if there's anyone he's called Today, upon hearing this, to help, let us know. Last year, when I shared this information, uh, there were people who gave to help buy 200 pairs of shoes for orphans. We're, we're going to these orphans again. We're going to bless them. We, this sounds may sound crazy, but I'd love to buy some socks to go with those shoes. You know, uh, and they're built. The pastor Lay we we work with our pastor partner there is building latrines, a place for them, to, a nicer place for them to go to the bathroom uh, on the. Uh, on the uh, refugee camp there. And, and he's doing school things with him. He's helping them with school. He's doing something. He's actually doing something. What a concept in the kingdom of God. He's, he's doing something. He's, he's making a difference for these orphans. And, and so that is the heart of our Father in heaven. Well, how do I know that? Because it says that's his character in Psalm 68, 5. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. The next verse says, God sets the solitary in families, and he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. See, he sets the solitary in families. That's what he does with, with precious orphans. We have a pastor partner in Kenya, Pastor James Okenda. And they were going through a field with tall grass, and, and they heard a cry. And it was real tall grass in, in Kenya there. And someone had abandoned a little baby in the tall grass. Well, they couldn't just walk by. They picked the baby up and the pastor adopted her. Her name is Esther. And we get pictures of Esther every so often. And some of you are faithful partners who are giving to help take care of Esther. This pastor doesn't have any money to speak of. And he's a pastor of a small congregation in Kenya, but he's faithful. And, and so every month we, we trust the Lord to give funds to help take care of Esther, along with all the other many other things that we're doing. Well, we're going to these orphans on this refugee camp, the Naka Valley uh, refugee camp. Uh, in Uganda. We're going there. Uh, there's three of us who are going. And, and one of the people who's going with us is an Israeli believer. He has such a testimony. He was orphaned himself. He was orphaned himself and adopted by a pastor and his wife here in Israel. And now he's a precious brother in the Lord, and he's got a heart for these orphans. And he's, he's a video guy. He's a cameraman. He's going to come and take wonderful pictures and videos of the precious orphans. And the, or we're going to send these videos out to, to partners who are praying and giving. Hey, if you're not on our list, go to watchtherefore.tv and sign up to be put on our mailing list. And say, I want to get those pictures. I want to get those videos. I want to pray for those orphans. 
Well, this brother who's coming from Israel is also going to talk to them and share with them his experiences of the faithfulness of the Lord. He was once a child who was an orphan, and now he he lives as an adult uh, who had been adopted by our Father in heaven because he's a father of the fatherless, and and he's going to he's got a testimony to touch these precious orphans. So, so. Um, our help comes from the Lord. He's going to raise up all that we need. There are people who have given towards this trip already. Yet, uh, with regard to the pastor's conference and some other things we could do for the orphans, there's certainly more room for resources. And, and so we would just lay this before you, our listeners, and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Pure and undefiled religion visits orphans in their trouble. You, you know what it says in James uh, in the Bible, in the New Testament, chapter 1, right? Uh, verse 27, as it tells us, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So that's what we want to walk in. We want to actually do what the Bible says. In the book of James, it says, don't be hearers only of the word, but be doers. Be doers of the word. So we think, wow, these are children in, who had been lost their parents to AIDS or, or, or ethnic war. And we have an opportunity to go and, and tell them, Jesus loves you, this we know, for the Bible tells you so. And he sent us here to tell you that and to minister life and the love of God to them and give them a couple material things here and there that show them. I, I, we bought these shoes for these children. And we had this dilemma. We thought well, we had this dilemma. We could buy 100 pair of brand new shoes, but there were 200 orphans we were going to minister to. But we could buy 200 pair of gently used shoes. So we opted to buy the gently used shoes, and they were in really decent condition. And I, I said to the pastor, I said, I feel terrible that we're giving these children used shoes. He said, brother, you don't understand, do you? You haven't given them shoes today, he said. You've given them a miracle. That's what he said. What did he mean? That, that we who are outside of this world of this refugee camp would come in there and specifically come to them and spend time with them and then give them these shoes and let them have the time to go through the shoes to find a pair that fit them that was right for them. This was like heaven coming down to them. I believe it was heaven coming down to them, right? And, 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 and for those who got to participate, they got a report. And, and that's the thing. Only this time, we're, there's going to be, and there were pictures also associated with the report that we gave last time. But this time, there's going to be video. There's going to be pictures. We have a professional cameraman going with us. Oh, it's going to be a great blessing. So, so if you hear this and you think, wow, that's great. And I, I agree with it. And it's wonderful. But that's just not something the Lord's called me to right now. I've got this I'm praying for, giving towards Hey, God bless you. That's fine. Certainly understandable. Yet there may be some people who are listening. You'd say, no, that's, that's for me. And, and I want in on that. You might be driving up the road and saying, I want in on that. Put your hand up in the air and say, Lord, Jesus, I want in on that. And, and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to pray? Do you want me to give? What, what, what do you want me to do? And if so, how much do you want me to pray? Or, or what do you want me to pray? And how much do you Be led by the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, I've heard of this thing being purpose-driven, but I think it's much better to be spirit-led. Spirit-led is better than purpose-driven, right? And, and so um, what I've learned is this. 
I've learned that the Lord does not operate by need. What do you mean? Well, if he operated by need, there wouldn't be any hungry people on the earth. There's, there's more hungry people on the earth today than there ever have been on planet earth. So he doesn't operate by need. He operates by faith, right? He operates by the faith in his word and in, in who he is and what he has done for us, that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently what? Seek him, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those who, who, who come to him must believe, come to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we just believe that he is and that this word is true. And so we're going to these pastors, we're going to these churches, preaching the gospel, making disciples, strengthening that which remains, and we're going to these orphans and any widows that are in the, on our path away, and we're going to say, Jesus loves you, and, and you have a Father in heaven through Messiah Jesus. Come to him, receive him, love him, and we're going to spend time with them, and we're just going to show them the love of God in every way we can, yeah? And so praise God for that. Now, again, if you want to get involved, pouredoutforthenations.com or watchtherefore.tv. Pouredoutforthenations.com or watchtherefore.tv is where you can do that. We're leaving August 27th. Now, this is in our most recent newsletter. If you sign up at watchtherefore.tv for this, we'll send you a newsletter that has details about this. But um, we're leaving August 27, 2016, this month. And we're returning September 4. We're gone for one week. It is going to be one intense week for us in Uganda. Will you pray and will you give as the Lord leads? Now, having said that, what I'm going to do is have a word of prayer and trust the Lord with the, for fruit from this program. Oh, Holy Father in heaven. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Thank you for the opportunity to be raised up and be part of your end time harvest to sweep precious souls into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Just before he comes for us in the clouds. Uh, to, to Father, go to these precious pastors who serve in some of these difficult conditions and to strengthen them and say, Brother, you're, of, you're called of the Lord and, and you're going to make it and you're going to bring many people with you into the kingdom and lead them into authentic discipleship and we're going to share these things from your word, Father, and what you're doing in this, in this generation. Oh, bless us, Lord, to do that. And these precious orphans, oh God, and the precious church members, oh God, help us, Father, and bring along from these listeners today, from this program, partnership that is according to your will and good pleasure. Thank you, Father, and bless all of our listeners today. Bless them, bless them, bless them. Thank you, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. And all who agreed out loud said... Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, well, uh, we're coming to a close on the program today. And I think many of you know how we customarily close the program. Oh, please take this very seriously. More than ever, we need to watch therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming. Any moment. Thanks for listening today. And please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. 
You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus. Hi, this is John Peake with Israeli Self-Defense, Haganah Houston. If you've ever thought about taking classes to learn skills to protect you and your family, we are the people to see. We offer authentic Israeli self-defense, performance-based fitness, and firearm training. We can help you and your family gain the skills to protect yourself in a functional way in a safe environment with Jesus as the head and the guide for us, having both integrity in the business and integrity on the mat. We want to come alongside you to help you gain the skills you need without breaking the bank. We offer 14 classes a week, 12 different curriculums, active shooter scenarios, active assault scenarios, things that would actually possibly happen in real life. You can reach us at IsraeliSelfDefense.net, 713-252-5836. IsraeliSelfDefense.net, 713-252-5836. Don't get caught without a plan.